Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're now joined in the studio by research analyst Fundi Swankuta. Very good morning to you, uh, Ms. Nkuta. Let's take a look at uh, what came out here. PPI came out yesterday. Uh, what do the numbers tell us about the uh, climate in South Africa, the economic climate? Okay, maybe let's just first start with what does PPI tell you? And PPI is an indicator of price pressures in the production sector. It tells us about changes in the cost of production. So if you can give an example, you'd say it's like the CPI for the production sector. And why is this important? It's so important because of the linkages that it has to consumer prices. So when production costs rise, that filters through to higher consumer prices and vice versa. When production costs um, come down, it filters through to lower consumer prices. So this is effectively how it affects you and me as the average South Africa. South African. So producer inflation slowed down to 3.6% in July from 4% in June. And what these numbers tell us about the economic climate is that it slowed because of lower food inflation and food inflation makes up about 34% of this basket. Another factor which contributed to the slowdown in PPI is lower fuel inflation. So as we've been hearing a lot in the news, food inflation is coming down on the back of good production in the agricultural sector. So this is a yay. It's a nice positive for South Africa. And As a result of the drought, the drought caused scarcity. So now it's the end of the drought, which means that activity and output has increased. And now we have more supply, and more supply results in more moderate prices, which is a good thing for us South Africans. We don't want prices to come up. Um, I certainly want lower food prices in my pocket. So if we just look at the outlook for the rest of the year, crop estimates suggest that South Africa will record one of its largest major crops recorded in 2017, and this should keep food prices in check. And as I said, it's a major contributor to PPI and PPI links to CPI, which is great for us. And then if we had to look at what is the risk to this upside and this positive outlook that we're seeing for the PPI, and this is the RAND. And why the RAND? The RAND is a major driver of prices in South Africa because a lot of our prices are attached to international prices. So, for example, if I can give the listeners, is if the price of maize, oh, the price of maize is set in dollars, and if the RAND depreciates and dollar prices either stay steady or they increase, this will result in an increase in lower prices. So the RAND is a key critical factor in the prices in South Africa. And the RAND, as you know, has been volatile up until this point, and we don't expect that volatility to decrease um, as the year goes by. So what are the implications as a total? Um, just to conclude, so we know consumer inflation has been coming down. Now today we speak about PPI is coming down, and this all affirms the Saab's decision to cut interest rates in July and now it supports the view that the Saab may reduce interest rates this month in September, which is another positive for South Africans. I'd be so happy paying less of my bond, paying less of my car. It will be a relief to our wallets, won't it? Yes, certainly it will. <laughs> now, let's still looking at the PPI and uh, the picture that you painted. Uh, we could also earn some money uh, foreign, uh, when we export surplus uh, crops that we have. Mm. 
Yes, we certainly could. And we saw actually the trade balance came out yesterday and the trade balance slightly came down, it slowed down. And what we saw is that on the export and the import side, they've both reduced and it's mainly as a result of the minerals and the and the mining sector that impacted on the trade balance. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the IMF. Uh, they've extended credit to Ghana. Tell us more about that story. Yes, as everybody knows, I love African stories and I love speaking about the continent. So the IMF produ- uh, approved a one-year extension of Ghana's almost one billion credit facility program. This after they reviewed the country's progress on monetary and fiscal reforms. So when we speak about the monetary policy, the reforms that they were looking at is about Ghana tightening their monetary policy in order to reduce inflation. And then when I speak about fiscal policy, I'm talking about the reform, uh, the reforms that they were reviewing, reviewing were efficient government spending. And I remember listening and, and looking and reading the speech of the president, Nana uh, Akufo-Addo, in December when he was elected. And he was really committed to turning um, circumstances in Ghana around and improving the country. And now his new government is really, really committed towards macroeconomic stability and financial um, discipline in order to create that high growth environment that he really promised for the country. So what he said is he's asked the IMF to please extend uh, this credit facility for one more year so that Ghana can reach all its targets. And Nana had some really big targets for Ghana in order to achieve this high growth that he's looking for. So the main target for him is strengthening government finances. And the reason being is the problem with the previous administration in Ghana was that they failed to rein in public spending. And they were spending a lot in 2016. And Revenues were decreasing. This was on the back of lower oil prices and gold prices. So all of this resulted in a widening of their budget deficits. And in 2016, Ghana's budget deficit was at a whopping 9.3% of GDP. So this is really, really massive. And they need this money from from the IMF to close this gap and to plug in. So what we'll see is that Ghana will um, use will be focusing on strengthening the government finances, one through mobilizing revenue domestically. We spoke about this last month in terms of the likes of Tanzania. How do they increase the revenue? And this is through improving taxes, tax collection, as well as um, diversifying the economy and not just focusing on oil and gas, which you've seen the prices have been so volatile over the past couple of years. And after they diversify, they can increase the basket of revenue coming in and as well most importantly they need to be more efficient in spending so this imf money is really going to create certainty for ghana and the market and we know the market loves certainty and it will inspire of course confidence on the continent yes it will